Are you incorporating superfoods into your daily AM and PM and even afternoon snack rituals? Well, Organifi makes it so incredibly easy. Use promo code BB for 20% off of your order of Organifi products. These are incredible non-GMO glyphosate residue free superfood products with added adaptogens. And I am obsessed with the Harmony Cacao Mix in my morning coffee and also the green juice in original as like a morning matcha their glow formula their red juice formula all of their formulas are just incredible i am blown away at how delicious they are you're gonna love them your family you're gonna love them you can even serve them as a fabulous summer mocktail on the rocks use promo code bb and save 20 percent off now at Organifi.com slash BB. You can also find that direct link on the beautyandthebiohacker.com favorites page. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode with yours truly, Rachel Varga, board certified aesthetic nurse specialist. I love helping people look good, feel good, and all that sweet jazz. And we have Katie Moore. Take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am the biohacker part of Beauty and the Biohacker. I have three years of experience self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness, and I'm also a YouTube YouTube creator, and you can find me at Katie Type A. Fantastic. We have Dr. Erica Gray joining us today from Toolbox Genomics. Welcome. Tell us all about you and your work at Toolbox Genomics. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm a UCSF trained pharmacist and really got into the whole world of genetics when my parents did their 23andMe and came to me and said, sweetie, we got a result. What does this mean? And I'm like, I actually don't know. Let me go and take a look. And so that's really when the rubber hit the road and I was able to leverage my learnings and my all of my schooling and really start putting these um, this massive amount of data into something that's applicable and actionable for my parents and then spread the word and help other people as well. Fabulous. So in today's episode, we are going to cover some pretty hot topics. Today, we're going to talk about privacy and safety around test kits our data, and the questions you need to ask yourself and potential testing companies. So Katie, take it away with our first question. So I am so excited, first off, that my toolbox genomics has a new epigenetics test, and I haven't seen anything like this on the market. And so I would love for you to maybe kind of just talk a little bit for listeners who don't know what it is to you know, look at your epigenetics and how do our gene expressions change over time? Yeah, so I, I love it because epigenetics is going beyond our DNA. And so I think you know, with 23andMe and Ancestry, they've done such a good job of bringing DNA to the forefront, but our DNA doesn't change, the expression of it does. And the really cool thing is that our environment, our microbiome, what we eat, how we exercise, um, our sleep, our toxins, the stuff we put on our skin, all of that is sending signals to our genes and it's turning them off and on. And the super exciting thing is now we can actually measure how turned on or turned off those genes are. And that's what epigenetics is. It's that layer right on top of the DNA that we actually have the power to affect. 
So taking that into account, uh, what can you actually learn from the epigenetics test at My Toolbox Genomics? And how does it differ from some other tests on the market right now? So right now, epigenetics is brand new. We are one of the first people to market on this. And our test looks at your biological age. It looks at your hearing age, your memory age, inflammation, um, and also your eye age as well. And so really what that is, is we can start looking at the genes that turn that aging of those tissues on and off. And we can see how methylated is what the term is. And the, the term methylation is literally like putting these little groups onto your DNA. And when those go on, they either turn genes on and off. But we can start looking at how old we actually are from a biological perspective, not our chronological age. And to me, that's super exciting because especially all of us who are interested in biohacking and maximizing our health and really just having a great quality of life as we age, it's nice to have that tangible information that we can test over time because that is going to tell us, are we doing the right things to support our body or not? Erica, can you tell us what we can learn from these types of tests that we can't learn from other at-home tests on the market right now? So my understanding is that with these gene tests, we're kind of getting a snapshot of our physiology, our genetic blueprint. And then there are other tests available that look at the uh, environment in our, for example, gut microbiome, which can evolve and change depending on different environmental factors, environmental stressors, toxic exposure. We're getting a lot of exposure from smoke right now. Yeah. So what are the differences? Great question. So if you think about it, the DNA is at the base of the pyramid in our health. And then we go up to the gene expression. So that's the epigenetics. Then we're going to actually start going into the things we can measure in the blood or the stool or the urine. So this, these are going to be the metabolites or like metabolomics. And what we end up doing as practitioners, we spend a lot of time in the metabolomics field because someone comes in with a symptom and that they're complaining of. And so we're going to measure a glucose level. We're going to measure a CRP. But that doesn't tell us what's going on underneath. And so with epigenetics, especially to me, the, the most exciting one is the inflammation, is how, how inflamed are you at an epigenetic level? Because that can be sending signals downstream, upstream, maybe 10 years before you're actually going to see it in the lab work. So really, like this is getting that... Uh, crystal ball or that peek into your future about what may be happening. And so it, again, compared to some of the other tests, those are moments in time of what's going on today, or just maybe within the last week. Epigenetics is really giving that maybe 10 or 20 year perspective. And genetics is that lifetime journey of what does the health trajectory look like. So as you know, skin is my jam. I love helping people from all over the world through one-on-one -on -one work, right? We had a session together and I helped you kind of pinpoint your at-home skincare routine and other things you could start to incorporate like thermal rolling and red light therapy. Uh, if you haven't had a session with me, just book that at rachelvarga.ca, book a call. I'd love to hang out with you. What can we learn about ourselves from your test kit that can give us insight into maybe what our skin might be telling us because our skin is the largest organ of our body. So I'd like for you to expand on that, how we can get better skin through testing instead of guessing. 
So let's talk about detoxification because when we talk about our skin, we always talk about the things that we're putting on to it, but we never re talk about the role that it actually plays in detoxification for our, our, our body. And we usually link that to the liver, but the skin, as you mentioned, it's like, it's the largest organ. So we have things like glutathione and we have glutathione receptors in our skin. So when we're coming in contact with all of that smoke or toxic fumes, it's going to be hitting our skin and our skin is going to be that barrier. So we can investigate different nutrients that are going to support our skin like zinc, like selenium, vitamin A, glutathione. We can also start digging into how does our skin react with gluten? Is it more prone to glycation or not? And we see that a lot with diabetics, um, people with elevated glucose levels. Glycation is just where your sugar molecules bind to the red blood cells and they go around and attach to other tissues, but they, they accelerate our aging. And I know, and I know you, you, Rachel, Rachel also, also I, I, when you did your when test, you did your saw test that, you that you were somewhat gluten intolerant. intolerant. And, do, and you do you ever notice, notice any, any kind of changes to your skin, skin when you eat gluten? Because I certainly, I certainly do. do. And, and if, if, if I'm, I'm eating, eating a lot of sugar, sugar I, start I start to break, break out. out. So, so it's, it's kind of in heck yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I am heterozygous for the gluten sensitivity gene. Did I say that correctly, Erica? You did. Yeah. Oh. So it means you've got one, one of the alleles that's for a risk and one that's a normal. And I definitely notice it. So I am what Dave Asprey likes to call a flexitarian. <laughs> I will eat whatever I kind of want to eat within reason. And sometimes I do want to have some bread or a little bit of dairy with like some nice cheese. I'll just pay attention to like the quality of the flour and things like that. I'll try and go for like a local artisan bread or like a bread my mom made, but you never really have any control over like the flour and the ingredients. So sometimes I'll just kind of take one for the team and I'll enjoy it. But yeah, definitely I'll experience some breakouts and especially with maskne, I have to work really hard with my acne protocol. So cleansing morning and night with a double cleanse in the evening, moisturizing morning and night, using some of my salicylic acid based products to control breakouts and prevent them. I love my benzoyl peroxide spot treatment cream. So I can just put that little spot, uh, put a little dollop of product on active breakouts to mitigate the redness and inflammation. So I don't get that red acne scarring. And then of course my mineral based sunscreen, which Erica, you said one of your lovely family members needs another one of. So I just have to really kind of make sure that I'm counteracting what I'm doing if I'm wanting to enjoy a type of food with upping my skincare game, making sure I don't go to bed, not washing my face, because that is definitely a surefire way to get a breakout. Yeah. And I think, just, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say that. And that's where the genetics is really helpful because it's going to alert you like, hey, it's not that we're saying don't do this and you have to completely extinguish this from your diet or from your lifestyle. But if you know that this is a potential issue, then you also know how you can protect yourself and be proactive instead of being reactive, like Rachel was describing with her skincare. Erica, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I literally was going to say the same thing. We must be on the same mind plane right now. <laughs> so um, kind of transitioning into, you know, some other factors, environmental food is a factor. There are so many different things that affect our epigenetics. Can you maybe get into some of the big ones for us? Yeah. 
So microbiome is probably the number one, biggest one, because we have three to five pounds of bacteria in our gut. And so what we're eating is affecting the bacteria that we have. And they're doing a really great job in trying to help us and make vitamins and neurotransmitters and, you know, protect our gut and make the mucus lining. But they're sending those a lot of those signals back and forth to our genes. And so really understanding food sensitivities, understanding those genetic predispositions for lactose and gluten, those are going to be huge things that are going to affect the type of bacteria that we have. And antibiotics, um, you know, as a pharmacist, I see people getting antibiotics all the time, and they're wonderful, fabulous drugs for um, very specific situations. But unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't realize all of the tips and tricks that they can to keep themselves healthy. And so they will go to their doctor requesting antibiotics, instead of learning how to listen to their body and take care of their body at home. And this is where again, the genetics can be helpful, because you're going to know if you're going to need some extra nutrients, if you're coming down with a cold. One thing that's important to share, and we share this in every single episode here, is that this isn't medical advice. It's educational information. So if you think you have a medical condition, you got to go see your licensed physician. That's really important. But, you know, really, it's kind of our job here to show up for you and give you the most up-to-date information that's available. And just an FYI, I was doing a previous interview with Dr. Mark Wade. He is like the online summits godfather and helpful information like this is getting a little bit harder to access so that's why things like online summits can be helpful just kind of an aside because that's really current right now so you might be looking up information on how to make yourself you know healthier but you actually might not be seeing the most relevant information that could help you what's your take on that right now erica as a fellow provider it's really disconcerting um, I have actually seen, you know, when I'm trying to do research for our products or for a blog post, I'm having a harder time finding the information that I know is out there that I could get much, much easier. And it's just, it's not there. It's buried on page three or four. So what I actually find where I could get it much more easily on the first page of my search is I'm, I just have to go straight to PubMed and do the search there um, because there it's not being censored and it's right there. I actually have my last paper published on PubMed. If you Amazing. and I'm doing another one uh, right now. So Katie is all about testing and, you know, myself too, testing, not guessing. So Katie has a really cool question about retesting. Yeah. So I, I know with, let's take, you know, Viome, for instance, their recommendation guide is, well, your microbiome changes about every three months or so, depending on, you know, if you're traveling and whatnot. So we recommend you test after 90 days. Well, how does that work with epigenetics? How often is it changing? Does your biological age that you get uh, through the test, does that change and how quickly? Maybe you can kind of walk us through some of that. Yeah. So the DNA part, just to really quickly reemphasize, doesn't change. But as Katie mentioned, the epigenetics, the expression of it does. And so the literature is showing that you can see an effect after three months. And so one of the recommendations that we make for people who are really trying to dial in, maybe it's a new diet or exercise protocol, then you're going to be testing every three, six, nine months. But for people who really feel like they're in a good place, they are super happy with their results because you know, their biological age is less than they expected, they don't have inflammation, then maybe they're going to only test a couple times a year. 
So really it's where you are in that continuum and what are your goals as well? So if you're an athlete or anyone who's really trying to up their game, I would definitely say every three months. Also, I don't know if we address this, but just for anybody listening, how easy is this test to take? Is it, What kind of information do you have to send away? Oh, it's so easy. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> well, we actually showed my test live we in did. summer skin camp. So I was you know, sitting there just swabbing the inside of my cheek and we were all having a good laugh at my expense. So this is a little <laughs> bit different because we need to actually do two different tests, um, both the DNA and the epigenetics. So it's a spit tube. So this one, you'll actually have to sit there and spit. So this is what the little collection kit looks like. And then you just send it off. And in about a month, you'll get those results. And it's on an app too, which is super cool because then you'll be able to track it over time. And then there are some meal recommendations and exercise tips as well. And then in terms of the biological age, I'm really fascinated by this. And maybe it's just because I had my... 30 something birthday. <laughs> and so, you know, you can't help but think, okay, so if I'm this age, well, what am I biologically? And so I'm curious because I haven't heard a lot of tests out there that really looks at that other than maybe like a telomere test. I know Viome just came out with their, you know, full health intelligence test. So they have a biological age component. How does your, you know, my toolbox genomics, how does that one compare to some of these other tests? So Steve Horvath out of UCLA really did the groundbreaking research, and he was the one who developed a lot of the algorithms. And so we are utilizing his algorithm to really get that information that if you know how methylated or unmethylated this, these particular genes are that have been attributed to biological age, that is how we can make these calculations. So I suspect that everyone is probably pulling from Steve's um, algorithm just because he really is the one who um, led the way on this. But then it's the applications. Um, and it's also the investigation of the other tissues that I think is really exciting. And like we're going to be getting into things like addiction and allergies as well. Um, so anyone who gets a test is going to be able to see new traits as we release them. Those will automatically get updated into the app as well at no additional charge. And this is maybe just a silly kind of a, a add-on question to that, but it based on like the the pool of people who submit their uh, toolbox genomics kit, do you kind of do a comparison? And people people that are in the thirty year old age bracket tend to look that you know have their biological age this way because of X, Y, and Z markers. Is it is it kind of a comparison, or is it very isolated in terms of the algorithm? It's isolated and it's isolated specifically to the age that you are, because really what it is, is that we expect at age 60 to have this amount of methylation of these genes. But if you're coming in at 60 years by chronological age and you've got decreased methylation, which is what, by the way, we want in these aging genes, um, then that's where you're going to start pulling it together. And that's where the algorithm is going to show that difference and say, hooray, you're doing a great job on that. So question here, we're going to dive into privacy because this stuff matters or does it? Is our personal information already ready, readily available with the formation of AI soon to, you know, take over our households, right? Yeah. As uh, some of the leading experts are predicting that AI is going to be integrated into our homes 
and actually like testing as we're eating, as we're going to the bathroom and then food's going to be made to order basically based on our nutrition goals. This is like full on Star Trek right around the corner. Gattaca. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's your take on the privacy of, you know, our personal raw data? Can we download it? Tell us about that. So I think it's really interesting because in, in the medical world, you know, HIPAA and really protecting patient data is absolutely paramount. Um, I think it's interesting, a lot of the wearables um, and things that we may have in our house that are all, often listening to what we're doing. Um, I don't think people appreciate how much data is being gathered about your habits and what you do. So in terms of your genetic data, that is yours. We protect it all the way through and you get to call the shots on it. So the lab will destroy your data after two months automatically. It's just not going to be held. Um, and then your raw data will be destroyed if you send us an email. And once that raw data is destroyed, there's nothing else we can't, we can't claw it back. Um, if you want to get further information, you're going to have to resequence yourself. And we really believe that it's super important that if you know, we want to um, do some type of research or we want to do any kind of exploration just to even bring you more products, that you need to consent to that. So we would share that information with everybody. And I am not sure that other companies are doing it the same way. There are a lot of companies will say, are you consenting to research? And research can really mean a lot of things. It's very, very generic. And I think that's where a lot of people got frustrated with 23andMe and, and frankly got disappointed as well. We just had a question come in from Taylor live here. Are the tests individual or do they have multiple things you test for in each kit? For example, this kit is for ABC and this kit's for just A. So it's the same kit. It just depends what you're going to pick. So if you just want to do DNA, then it is only going to get sequenced for the DNA. Um, if you want to do the DNA and the epigenetics, then it will get sequenced for both. And then all of the information that we have on the Explorer function, um, which you can download for free, just go onto the, um, onto the App Store, type in My Toolbox Genomics, you can download it and check it out um, for free there, that you will get all of that information. So you brought up the wearables. Are you a fan oh. of the Aura Ring? Um, I don't, you know, I haven't gotten one. I've thought about it. Um, I, the jury is still out for me. Um, you're like, I'm really interested in getting a continuous glucose monitor. I'm wearing, I'm wearing one right now, actually. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I, um, I, I cannot tell you how life-changing it's been and we can talk off record about it, but it's the insight that's, that I have gotten from doing a series of experiments with myself and the CGM is incredible. So definitely something to, to look into for sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you know, I think for me, the big thing is, and a lot of these wearables are hooked up to Wi-Fi. And so I always get nervous when we already are bombarded by Wi-Fi, but if it's right up against our skin, like some of the watches, that makes me a little bit more nervous. Um, so for example, like we have a sleep tracker, but it is off because we turn our Wi-Fi off at night. And then when we turn it on in the morning, then it will connect and then upload the information. So I think it's, it, there's a fine balance between what is available to us um, and also protecting our body as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is definitely one of the major factors that actually 
um, convinced me to get the Aura Ring just because there is an airplane mode. And so, you know, my fiance and I are concerned about EMFs like a lot of other people. And so that was definitely a huge asset. And I will say that the uh, NutriSense CGM that I'm wearing right now uses, I believe, an NFC um, connector. So it's not using Bluetooth and there's not like, you know, Wi-Fi on my arm all day. So there are definitely, I think what's great is having this conversation because what it means is that companies are going to start thinking differently about the products that they're creating. And if the people want certain things in the, in like, you know, airplane mode and all and data privacy, you know, I think that that the, hopefully they're going to start cluing in and start to change products to accommodate for what the actual, the masses really want. Absolutely. I think it's a, a really, really good point. And just for people to know that you don't have to, it's not one or the other, you have a choice. And then looking at, you know, the, the a line of products that you have at My Toolbox Genomics, and we have a special coupon code for you guys if you want to go and check it out. And we will link that below. It's actually B and B7. So that is with an ampersand. So B ampersand B7 for a little special something to help support our channel as we're going. But it, uh, kind of it's like a last look at, you know, what you can get from the services. Why would you suggest somebody do maybe both a DNA and an epigenetics test at the same time? especially if you already have like your one of your DNA tests done in the past. Yeah, um, this <laughs> I had the same question too. I was like, well, why can't we just do one instead of the other? Um, and it's really because it allows the algorithm to get that much more specific um, and really deliver more personalized information. And really when you get that information um, from the epigenetics, your the next question is, well, what am I going to do well, what am I going to do is also going to be influenced by the DNA that you have. And so really, it just completes the package so much more, because you're going to understand, oh, this type of exercise isn't ideal for me. And that may be aging me faster, because my body is more inflamed, it doesn't have the same time to recover. Um, and I have more oxidative stress than if I was exercising more in, in alignment with my DNA as well. So Erica, you had the opportunity to look at the results for both myself and my husband. My hubby's an athlete, so he did the endurance test, and I did the nourish detox pathway tests. So did you notice similar trends in our results? I know that you mentioned that there was a behavioral genetic component that we both had, which can actually increase our compatibility but what was your take on both my hubby and I's test? Yeah, so there were a lot of similarities between the two of you. Um, and some people have attributed similar genetic different, uh, sorry, similar genetic um, results um, with women who are on birth control pills. And this is, I'm not saying this is a judgment, it's just more of an informational um, because women, there have been some studies where they've shown women were on birth control pills actually are selecting mates who have a very similar immune pattern um, as themselves. And so I have seen a few anecdotal things where, you know, on an actual gene by gene level, they're very similar. So Rachel, you and your husband were different um, from more of the genetic perspective, but similar traits as well. And so I think it end, ends up being really interesting because when you're different genetically, that's what you want. You get more of that biodiversity. Um, and immune diversity as well, which supports resilience. But it's always fascinating, I think, when we select spouses or partners, how there are certain things that we gravitate towards um, that are similar to ourselves as well. 
Fascinating. And so these kits are available online. I had the pleasure of actually connecting with you because I know you as, you know, the founder of the company. Uh, so that's, that's very special. But in general, do you need a provider to go over the results with you? I do happen to know that a lot of um, Western trained providers have no idea of yeah. these tests yet. So there's also that as well. So say, for example, we go to the hospital, we're having some type of, you know, we don't know what's going on with their body. We just know we don't feel good. You're going to get, you know, the typical vital signs, lab, you know, blood panel and all of that, but this can actually help to look at other things. So just speak to that for a second. And then how do we interpret our results? Yeah. So the My Toolbox Genomics on the app is really designed to be self-contained for you. So you can take action immediately without a practitioner. Our Toolbox, the parent company, is where we can really dig into some of these different traits like cardiometabolic and cognitive decline, where you really do want a practitioner to help you walk through some of those results and tie your family history in as well. And then from there, you, know, you, you can go a bunch of different ways. And I find that a lot of functional and integrative practitioners have already been introduced to the topic of genetics. And so they're familiar and comfortable with it. And we are working on a referral opportunity um, so we can pair people up as well. Fantastic. Do you have any closing words for our session today on the show? Your genes are whispering to you all the time. You just need to take the time to listen to what they have to say and get the test so you can actually understand what they're telling you. <laughs> and where can we find more about you and the company? So mytoolboxgenomics.com. You can follow me on Instagram at the gene whisperer with an ER at the end. Um, Instagram for mytoolboxgenomics. And uh, if you want just more information about genetics, definitely head over to toolboxgenomics.com um, and take a look at our blog. Wonderful. So thank you everyone for joining us today on this episode. We'll see you guys in the next show.